Jim Lowe, and I'm arts editor of the Times Argus and Rutland Herald, which I've been for about 10 years. Each week I travel the state hearing, watching, enjoying the best Vermont has to offer in the arts. And I try to put it together and deliver it to you. It all culminates with the Vermont Arts Section every Saturday in the Times Argus and Rutland Herald. This is George Nostern, and I'm here with Jim Lowe, arts editor of the Rutland Herald and Barry Times Argus. And uh, we have a little bit of exciting news today. The Vermont Summer Guide came out in the newspaper. And uh, Jim's going to tell you a little bit about what that is and what you can find in there. Well, this is a publication we've been putting out for years, and it gets refined every year. But basically what it is, it's a calendar of all the major arts events for the summer with how to get tickets and what to go to, and it's very useful to keep around. And this year we've done something different, is we've put the theater in a composite at the beginning of each week, so you can look at a whole week's theater. And that's for the whole state. So if you want to go to theater or go to anything else, you might want to check this out because virtually every art is covered. There's also non-arts entertainment, but that's not my problem. Great. Okay, so uh, check today's paper and uh, look for that Vermont Summer Guide and look for all the arts events. Uh, you also will be able to find the arts guide other places. Oh, that's right. There's a PDF version, I think, on the website. And they hand the, and they hand out copies. Oh, so. great. Great. Excellent. So uh, what do you have on tap for us in the Vermont Arts uh, section this weekend? Well, let's start off with a not very happy one. I wrote a tribute to Malcolm Ewan, who is mm-hmm. one of the founding directors of Weston Playhouse. He was there for over 30 years, and he died this week at the age of 64, which is pretty young. He had just retired, and the management of Weston changed. Um, I don't know how that fits in, but anyway, I I wrote a tribute to him. I knew him well personally, and he was very special as well as being a fine director. Totally switching subjects Mm -hmm. is the cover is devoted to comedy. Two very different kinds of comedy. In Montpelier, Lost Nation Theater is presenting a show called The Complete History of Comedy, Abridged. Three characters spend 90 minutes of zaniness running through the history of comedy. It's slapstick, it's crazy, it's the three folks who are doing it are fabulous. Switching to a totally different kind of comedy is Opera Company of Middlebury, is presenting Cendrillon, spelled C-E-N-D-R-I-L-L-O-N, which is French for Cinderella. And this is an opera comedy by Massenet, and it promises to be all sorts of fun. Doug Anderson, who stage directs, is known for his zany comedies, and this promises to be lots of laughs with gorgeous singing. Excellent. So opera and comedy, looks like you've got jazz, you've got all kinds of different stuff going on in this edition, right? Yep. Uh, just warning you, the, the Discover Jazz Festival is coming up in Burlington. Just a warning. All right. Well, thanks, Jim. I appreciate you coming in and uh, looking forward to checking out the Summer Arts Guide and uh, your edition this weekend. Thank you, George. Welcome to the second part of our podcast, where I, George Nostrand, podcast engineer, take over the mic to introduce you to local artists for our Works in Progress section. 
All right, this is George Nostrin, and I'm here with Whitney Ramage, the residence director for 77 Art. Um, last summer, we at the Herald were very excited to uh, have these artists right next door to us working in their spaces, creating all kinds of amazing work. And we got to talk to some of them, bring them on the podcast, uh, do some stories about them. Um, this summer, the residency is happening again, even bigger, um, with more artists and more artwork. It's going to be on the top floor of 77 Grove. Um, and the program is called 77 Art. I'm here with Whitney Ramage, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about the artists and what's going on. Thanks, George. We're really excited about our big expansion this year. We're, we've expanded our capacity to hold 14 artists, um, and we're running over three sessions for a total of 42 artists over the course of the summer. This year, because we did a a larger outreach, we were able to get applications from artists um, in 21 states and nine countries. The artists that we've accepted represent 12 states, seven countries, and the District of Columbia. Um, why don't you talk to me a little bit about the different types of media that the artists are going to be doing? I know you had wide variety last time. It's an even wider variety of media this year. Um, we have artists working in all different dif disciplines from painting and sculpture, figurative painters, realistic painters, to video, installation, performance, social intervention. We have, yeah, it's, it's really, it runs the gamut of, of what contemporary art has to offer. I know one of the things uh, that the artists um, talked about last year was kind of how it was exciting to have their own space, but also be able to kind of collaborate and get hints and talk to the other artists. Mm -hmm. And do you want to talk about that at all as far as? Yeah, I think one of the biggest benefits of an artist residency program is the proximity to other artists, other working artists, and you're really having real-time feedback um, from your peers. And so the quality of the artists that we selected this year um, is extremely high. And so all of them will benefit from, from each other's feedback, and that's really exciting too. And they're engagement with the community really yeah. brought a lot to them last year and we're continuing with the lunch program as we did last year so we have volunteers bringing the artists lunch every day which is a really amazing opportunity um, for the artists to get to know and love Rutlanders but also for the community to have one-on-one -on -one really personal interaction with a very d diverse group of artists from all over we're also doing events um, Artist Talks on Friday nights at 7. Um, those will be in the Opera House behind Reddick. Um, and also a mix of different artist-led workshops throughout, which will be held on Wednesdays predominantly. Hi, this is Stacy Harshman of the Sparkle Barn in Wallingford, Vermont. You are listening to Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps the Vermont Arts Podcast from the Rutland Herald and the Barry Montpelier Times Argus. This is George Nostrin, and I'm the calendar editor and podcast engineer here at the Rutland Herald and Times Argus. I'm here with Stacy Harshman. Stacy Harshman is the owner of the Sparkle Barn, our sponsor for the first series of our Vermont Arts Podcast. We're calling Major Prelude and Minor Mishaps. First of all, why don't you tell us where is the Sparkle Barn? 
The Sparkle Barn is in Wallingford, Vermont. We are one mile south of the stoplight in Wallingford, on the left going towards Manchester. I've been to the Sparkle Barn. It's hard to describe it in a few words, but if, if you were to describe it in a few words, how would you do so? Colorful, fun, and unique. We do have a lot of things that sparkle. Um, we have things that don't sparkle, but the idea is it is um, handmade arts and crafts that we kind of call it curated whimsy. I love to find things that are beautiful and clever and fun and have meaning. I like to think that it's filled with handmade items made with heart and hands and and joy. We'd love to have you visit. We are open Wednesday through Saturday, 10 to 6, Sunday, noon to 5. And if you want to give us an email or a call, we can be open by appointment on Monday and Tuesday. I understand you were talking to our illustrious arts editor this morning, uh, Mr. Jim Lowe. What, what, what kind of a story are you guys working on together? I mean, I, he asked a lot of really broad and wonderful questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that the story will be kind of will be one of the impact that arts can have on a community. That even just having access to artists and to uh, and to that con- those connections. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's the angle that that will probably take, although it's in his hands. So, okay. I want to say that this community is one of the few places on earth where you could run a program like this because just the way that people engage, the amount of enthusiasm, the number of volunteer hours that we've had, people are incredibly generous with their time, with their resources. Everything that the artists will use over the course of their stay has been donated. Everything that, you know, and and uh, the property has been donated by MKF Properties and the electricity is all donated. The furnishings have all been donated. <laughs> We've had an inflowing of art supplies and food and just the amount of generosity that we receive from this community is absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And that couldn't happen cool. anywhere else. Your website is 77art.org, is that correct? That's right. Um, okay. Yeah, you can go, we have the artists' uh, bios and photographs lift, listed on the website. So if you're really interested to kind of get a preview or a sense of who's going to be around in Rutland this mm-hmm. summer and fall, um, you can find their bios and photos there, mm-hmm. um, along with where they're coming from and a little bit more, links mm-hmm. to their websites. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and there will be events posted on the website as well. Also, um, if you want to make a tax-deductible donation, um, you can do that on the website as well. All right. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks, George. 